0: Hey folks, welcome back to DC3Cast. My name is Brian, with me as always are Vincent, Zach, and we are here to catch up on two weeks worth of We Are Legends comics, the new Asian-focused imprint from DC Comics. So first up, we're going to talk about The Vigil, number one. This book is written by Ram V, illustrated by Lalit Kumar Sharma. And this is one of the, again, uh, all these are new characters that are set within the DC Universe. This is a story that is specifically set in India. And uh, Zach, why don't we start with you? What did you think of The Vigil number one?
1: My off the cuff hot take on this is it feels like a lost new 52 Edge
0: book. <laughs> exactly from my notes this <laughs> this feels like a new 52 Wildstorm idea uh-huh yes 100 percent um it's
1: wow. black hawks yeah yeah it's it's black hawks it's our black hawks it's team <laughs> seven it's um it's all of those and it's not i i would say it is like marginally better than those but yeah. i i mean marginally like yes i i don't think that this is very good um,
0: i wish i had the foresight to somehow hack into your boxes and put pandora in the background this book both of you, i wish i had the foresight to do that god damn it
1: uh, um yeah and like i don't i don't know man i I don't, I don't, I just don't know what this is. I I don't, I don't know what to think of Rom V as like a big two writer these days, you know, because I feel like a lot of their stuff out of the gate was like really exciting and interesting. And then as they, as they've been doing more stuff at DC, I'm really, I'm just really not feeling it. It's,
2: it, it's just way, it's, it's way too straightforward. It's not like if you, if you've ever read, not fucked uh, up enough, not raw enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. Um, if you've ever read like any of Ram V's creator own stuff, you know that there's the potential for things to get, weirder play with the medium more. And I, I just haven't seen that at DC yet. Um, I guess swamp thing was a little bit of that, but yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think I don't want, and I don't want to give the impression that I didn't like the swamp thing or, or thought that it was bad or something. No, that's a very good book. It still was missing. I we oh, I think we I think I said this when we covered like the end of that series, but it was missing like one little special spicy ingredient or something that kept it from being like great to me. But I I thought it was very very good. That's the only time where I feel like Ram V has gotten sufficiently weird for me. And this book, there's teases of it, right? So like one thing I have in my notes here is um the 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 doctor the boss of the of the vigil team says something like i took broken people and i broke them a little more to turn them into this and i couldn't help but think of doom patrol and niles calder right
0: sure sure that
2: that's the exact premise for that book <laughs> except then you look at the team and I, I do think the 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 character with the mask like the red and white mask that's a striking dis- character design but none of the i can't tell you anything about the characters at least one issue in apart from what their powers are right they're not they, they they all look like um they look like a like zach said like a some something out of the new 52 edge line they look they all look like they could be blackhawks or the the connection that i made i didn't make the new 52 connection when i read this which i think is genius i think that that fits perfectly so you guys nailed that my, the connection I made was these just seem like the sea devils from like the early DC <laughs> uh, like Aquaman adjacent stuff. The, yeah. the eco the terrorist people like, and yes, that's because they're like messing around with these um, shipping pirates on this, on this freighter. Right. Like the connection there is a little obvious, but I think even down to like, they're sneaking onto this boat wearing these like, very similar kind of wetsuit designs um, or tactical gear, whatever. They all look very similar. They're, they're, they're not the colorful doom patrol team that I would want them to be based on the description that like that Dr. Sankaran or whatever his name was says, you know, Mm -hmm. when, when he says I took broken people and broke them a little more. Ooh, I, I, I want this book to get weird and I feel like if it does if it, it you know I'll maybe give it a couple more issues to see but I don't believe it will. I just from the aesthetics of the first issue alone I don't believe that's where that this is going and that's unfortunate because there's a germ of an idea here that I like. I like the idea that like this government agency in Mumbai is Hitting this doctor up or giving this doctor a bunch of uh, money to fund this um, superhero uh, science production squad, whatever. And they're not seeing results. And But secretly, he does have all this stuff going on in the background. He's just not letting them in on it. That That's an intriguing idea. You can go places with that. It just needs to be weirder. Why am I reading a DC comic about this? If it's not going to get weirder than this, you know, Um, it's just too straight laced for me in issue one. And I really want issue one to make an impression on me because if I were if I were paying for this comic, unfortunately, I probably wouldn't pick up the next one. But because we get these for free, because we get these in our box every month, I probably will check out the next issue or two, just hoping that it gets a little weirder and makes good on the promise that it that it that it kind of barely hints at does that
0: make sense yes yes um one of my other notes that i had written for this was that this is the worst of both worlds where it is not connected enough into the dc universe yet that people are going to cut it some slack for being a little boring but it's not disconnected enough that it can take big chances because there has to be something here that kind of, you know, ties this into what um to what the overall theme of this We Are Legends series is going to be. And so it has to play it kind of middle of the road. It can't go all in on DC stuff because there's nothing really connecting it yet and it can't go super weird because it needs to be open to being connected to this other stuff Mm -hmm. and that's annoying Um, and and I I don't think all that uh, all that unusual for this type of a book I think that there are a million lines I mean the other thing that I I wrote down this read like was this kind of read like a new age of heroes story Mm -hmm. where like It, it's just that that was it, just the new fifty-two too. Anyway, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um. And again, it, it's it's a way of trying to create new characters that eventually can be co-opted into the bigger DC machine, if things go well, and pretty much only sideways did of that of that batch.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, against against and, all odds. Shut up, Brian. Don't don't do it. <laughs> but
1: to a lesser degree, uh, what was the the assassin woman? What was her name? So uh, she was in a few things
0: what's her name again um, Silence silencer silencer, silencer yes. yeah um
1: yeah.
0: honor guest right
1: that's her yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: honor guest yes wow <laughs> how did i pull that out of the folds of my brain <laughs>
2: well it's uh, such a, a a memorable name
0: that's true that's <laughs> true
2: um i and you know to speak on the art for a bit there's nothing wrong with it it's just again it's way too straightforward it it looks like um you know your average DC kind of mid-tier bottom tier title is given art that's just very straightforward and very uh it's going for it's going for realism over anything else um as I said the the costume design, of the of the character with the mask is striking but everything else is it's almost meant to not be impressionable at all (laughs) you know yeah like it's aiming not to be strange and Mm -hmm. that's unfortunate
1: yeah now now that i think brian you made the doom patrol connection this really does kind of feel like but i'll I'll take credit for it okay yeah i'll
0: happily steal his valor
1: sure okay um, this really does feel like black ops doom patrol, honestly, mm. like, but, but stripped of that, like quirkiness and, and zaniness and, and lacquered over with like a, you know, military industrial complex Ooh. skin, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't see this lasting more than, like, six
0: issues. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so, aren't these all miniseries? I don't know. I believe I'm they are all sure. miniseries. Everything's usually, a miniseries now. We've already been yeah,
1: Usually, if it's, like, an official miniseries, it has the number on the cover, though. Like, something out of something underneath uh, the little logo
0: thing. Talk amongst yourselves for a second here.
1: Like, if you checked, like, Stargirl recently, I'm pretty sure it has, like... Uh, like of how many
2: Mm, yeah yeah that's true
0: but you know sometimes they just don't six issues yeah
1: it is okay i
2: I feel like sometimes they uh... are all of them minis yes all three of them are
0: six issue minis yes in the solicit they just by the time people are hearing this the august solicits will be out in those solicits they're all soliciting issue four and they're all listed as four of six
1: I wonder why they wouldn't put that on there. Cause like,
0: yeah, I'm looking at the
1: Stargirl one and it says limited series six of six.
0: Maybe they just think, uh, you fool, how could you think this isn't a miniseries? We only do miniseries series now.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: They are just trying to trick people into not getting turned off by by saying like, well, this isn't gonna matter in in six months' time. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I
1: don't know. Now I also, I want to look at Doom Patrol because we know that's also a six-issue thing. Yes, yes it is. I wonder if it has it. Let's see.
0: Um, I don't want to be the guy who is down on this. And I mentioned before, it's sort of, you know, we're in this weird no man's land where there's not a lot of DC Universe stuff happening here. But the other two books that we're, the one we talked about last week, Spirit World, and we're going to talk about in a few minutes, City Boy, both have a stronger tie to the DC universe and I liked both of those books better and I wonder if part of that is why mm-hmm.
1: Doom Patrol also has the limited series tag so this does this feels like a bait and switch really
0: I, I would say more than that it's probably just this is that there's probably a uh, like a trade dress uniformity across these books sure the we are legends books
1: There, there is, but I, well, uh, I think it's just the same as the regular Dawn of DC trade dress, which, yeah, it is. It looks like it is.
0: Anyway, that is not the most important part of this book.
1: It has, it has a We Are Legends tag at the bottom is the difference. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'm just saying I I do think it's weird. There's not. There's really no reason to not like include that on the cover when other books are,
0: unless the idea is just. And this is maybe a, a, a little bit too cynical of an idea. Maybe they feel like if it's a character people have heard of, they will buy the first issue even if it's a limited series. So like Doom Patrol or, um, what did you say, Stargirl, right? Yeah,
1: maybe, but, maybe but so. For,
0: for something like this, they feel like, well, if they don't know who these characters are, they're going to take a chance on it. Maybe they don't want to take a chance if it's a miniseries.
1: Maybe Which so. doesn't make
0: sense to me, just because I feel like a number one is a number one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wouldn't you rather know how many issues before it's canceled as opposed to having to guess? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the only, yeah, that's the weirdest part to me is if it's in the solicit already, why?
0: Because no one reads, no one that's going into a comic shop to blind buy a number one reads the solicits.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Still just perplexing to me. But yeah, no, I didn't like this very much. Definitely my least favorite of the three books by by a
0: long shot. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say about this book before we move on to City Boy?
2: Mm-mm. I don't think so. It was funny how um, it was funny how they have a speedster on their team, and they they did just about everything they could in the exposition to not describe him as a speedster. <laughs>
0: this person has great ability to run fast
2: it was like it was like they have fast twitch muscle fiber that can uh yeah okay we've all seen the flash we know yeah. <laughs> well no it's not the same <laughs> come on oh boy.
0: oh boy oh boy hello
1: denizens of earth 1218 we're the hosts of make Mine multiversity a twice monthly podcast i'm jayman
2: and I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters,
1: themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men. Sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present. And sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion.
2: Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior
0: indeed. All right. Well, let's talk about City Boy number one. Which City Boy. Still, it still to me sounds like an insult that Newman would call somebody it's on right. Seinfeld. That's what I.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think you've said the Newman thing to me before.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's okay. good. That's good. He would call yeah. Jerry that. Exactly. Yeah. What's, what's it to you, City Boy? City Boy. Exactly. Yeah. Right there for you. Uh, written even, by Greg. Even, pa- though, even though Newman also lives in the city. Of course, they're neighbors. People are aware of this. It's the duality <laughs> of Newman. Uh, written by Greg Pock, illustrated by Minkyu Young. And uh, I think that this is an instance of, at least for me, having a writer who knows they have like five pages to emotionally hook you into something. And Pock is just so good at giving you an entry point into a character's motivations and making you care about them, that the difference between the first five pages of this and the first five pages of the the vigil, like could not be any, any more stark to me. Um, I was sort of hooked, even though I think this is a dumb name and I'm, I don't know why this isn't just Jack Hawksmore, right? Like, the character is Jack Hawksmore. Why not just make a Jack Hawksmore book? But, like, in the first five pages of this, I instantly knew who this character is and what they're about. And I knew the emotional stakes of play. And Pac does such a good job of just, like, lining up the the motivations and the power set and all of that in a really streamlined, easy way. It looks great because Young is a great artist. This book is really dynamic looking. And there's I, I wanted to specifically shout out Sunny Go as the colorist. There's a lot of really great, subtle color work here. Uh the, so much of this book takes place during the what's called the golden hour, you know, when just the sun is setting. And Sunny Go's art just looks so the, the colors look so perfect in that time. And yeah, I think this, this first issue was really effective. And there's a twist at the end we'll talk about later. I thought this was if not the best of the three certainly about as good as spirit world was um vince what did you think of this
2: yeah i think this i think this narrowly edges out spirit world as my favorite of these books for all the reasons you mentioned um i would even go as far as to say this can't be a jack hawksmore book because um and i know i know you know this i know you didn't i don't i know you don't mean this or you, 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 you're, it's not the argument you're making. I, I know that, but like the, the fact that, um, Greg Pock, like, very much plays up the, for lack of a better term, or to pull a term from, from Disney's Aladdin, the street rat or the earth, ur- the street urchin, like, sure, trope, sure, trope, right, right? Right. Yes. So that wouldn't work with Hawksmore. And if, if, Greg Pak is trying to establish this very different character that has very different trials and tribulations that led to this. I think that stuff all comes together beautifully in a way that like, almost made me forget about jackhawks more entirely
0: you know see to me um, it's just it, it's just about the power set like it's yeah. as if there was a new speed being introduced to dc called runs fast guy <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. city boy is as as descriptive as runs fast guy you know so that that's all i mean i don't mean the actual story mechanics are very different but in terms of the guy who can like communicate with the cities
2: yeah yeah and you're not wrong and and also i i like that it separates yes it's the same power set but it separates there's a chasm between what their motivations are because like this character is scrounging around for like AirPods in the dirt (laughs) and (laughs) trading, trading them in for cash. I mean, it's a, it's a, it may be the same power set, but Pac is so good about creating a completely different set of circumstances for the character to use these powers in a way that we haven't seen before. haven't thought about, you know, um, so so to me, I mean, you're not wrong, but it's just a completely different set of motivations that like if these cha- two characters didn't meet in that weird uh, Wildstorm anthology book for mm-hmm. like that six page story.
0: I totally um, forgot they met in that book. By
2: the way. Yeah, I mean, that that if anything feels egregious, this you know, this is great. Um, I don't think they needed to meet at all. You know. Um uh, yeah, I so I really liked this, and I always like Minky Young's uh art. I think I don't know where he's been um these last few years, but I remember he was a fixture around the rebirth time, yes. And anytime he showed up on a book, I really liked looking at it, and and you know, this is no different. Um, the one thing I will say, and this is not, I mean, this didn't really harm my feelings about the book overall, I don't think. I just thought the ending was a little bit uh not the not the not the spoilery uh yeah. dark dark side stuff that we'll talk about but um the the part where he's like strapped to the chair and then he has this like flashback he's triggered into this flashback memory of when he got his powers from this science experiment and then the the gang leader or whatever says something that makes him flip out and break out of the like that whole sequence is overly tropey to me the the thing where like somebody says something to set you off and then you blow up the machinery that you're that you're tied to you know that that whole thing was very much like we've seen this done a million times in um in these like youthful superhero books not that there's anything wrong with that it's certainly it's executed very well i'm just saying like when we got to that part i was like okay i i know exactly where this is going because We've seen this trope.
1: You're you're definitely not wrong about that, but I really did like the way that it was presented with like the intercutting between the three different timelines or the, not timelines, but like the
2: the flashback and the the
1: yeah. the yeah, like the the thing with his mom, him getting his powers and the current day. I thought that the way those were intercut with each other really heightened the like emotional beats and the tension there. Um, and the art looked really good as well in that, in that section. And just, just like the way that the panels were framed, um, I, I thought that that section worked better than it should have just because of how well executed it was visually.
0: Mm, Sure. Yeah. Zach, go off a little bit more on your thoughts on this book.
1: Um, I, I liked it too. Um, I, I do agree that I think it edges out Spirit World just a little bit for me. I, I do kind of think that Spirit World has the more interesting premise.
0: Agreed, yes.
1: And maybe even like the more interesting main character. But I do agree that like Pac does a really great job of like hooking you emotionally to this character like very quickly with like the flashback and seeing him like going about his daily life. And then um, it is it is a bit formulaic, but in some ways that does kind of make it more palatable and engaging. Um, and then tying it into like the inter and, and fourth world stuff at the end is just, you know, chef's kiss, extremely good. So um, I definitely feel like this is going to be the one of the three that I am the most invested in.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think I do enjoy the overall like tone of Spirit World better. I like that, I like the setting better. I like the idea of this sort of like, you know, uh, this membrane between the spirit world and the and our world that people can cross over. I think all that is more interesting than this. But I just think that Pock does such a nice job with this um, that it, it it's hard for me to not get more emotionally invested in this. Plus, like, you know, you separate a parent and child in the first page of a comic, and I'm going to be a sucker for that. It's just, <laughs> that's just, that's that's emotional manipulation one-on-one, right? right? Um, But yeah, overall, this is very good. And the question I wanted to ask you, boys, before we wrap up for tonight is, you know, now that we've read a little bit of each of these three stories, do we think that these are going to go out like, the New Age of Heroes, and never be referenced again at the end of it? Or do we think there's enough here that this will be a... I don't think anyone thinks this is going to be like the new Gotham City, right? But will this be a a corner of the DC Universe that gets referenced more? And also, just, I guess, bigger question, are these three books going to have anything in common on the page? Or are they just going to be connected by the fact that they are done by character by by creators with asian heritage and working with asian characters like will there be something that will connect these three together or is this are they always going to remain separate
1: i'm i'm going to guess i'm going to lean towards that these are separate and not going to intertwine with each other in any significant way yeah i i, I do th- Oh, go ahead, Vince. Well, no, sorry, you finished your thought. I'm well, I was I, I was just going to say I do I think that like at least one of these characters probably either City Boy or um the the character from Spirit World will have like a semi-important role in like the current DCU status quo moving forward. That's that's my opinion.
0: Who uh, I'm sorry, Vince, uh, before you go, who was no, the character who very recently had a, a new character who had a really important part in one of the crisis books. Um, Wasn't there a new, am red, I making that up? Red Sparrow
1: or Red Canary? Red no. Canary Side, a
2: sideways was there sideways had to like, uh, whisk them from, I think
0: that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I could definitely see one of these characters filling that role in whatever or, the next yeah. big crossover is.
1: Or like Monkey Prince was really big. Yes, and...
0: yes, yeah, yeah, hmm
2: Monkey um, Prince was big in the Lazarus Planet stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: So sorry, Vince. Go ahead. What were you gonna say uh, about this?
2: The thing I was just gonna play off of something Zach said, which is that I I, I I agree with him that they're I think they're gonna be fairly separate. And I think that's going to be because this is gonna be another situation where DC wants to have these evergreen trades that don't require a, a whole lot of uh other material, you know, that don't make you feel like you need to have been reading something else to get it. Uh-huh. Um so I I agree with that. I just wanted to say that before I forgot.
0: Yeah, um I I guess my follow up to that is is that a mistake would this be better if it was more interconnected with these different characters?
1: I don't think so. I
2: think personally. they're trying they're trying to reach that OGN market I think. I think I think what DC does sometimes more than Marvel or more than anyone else is they try to straddle that line. They put these titles out to get the Wednesday Warriors buying them in single issues, but really if you squint at them they they look and sound and feel a lot like some of these OGNs that they release sometimes. Sure you know, and I think, I think they try to have it both ways. And I don't mean that negatively. I'm not saying like, Oh, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. No, it's maybe it's a good business practice. I don't know. Um, but that's what it feels like to me. It feels like you could easily have slapped a city boy OGN out on the market and it would have been, you know, 144 pages, whatever. Um, not connected to anything else, but they're doing it this way as more of a First of all, more of a celebration as part of their, what do what they call? What do they call the? I forget what they call the the imprint that these are. We are legends. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, so it's more of a kind of an ongoing celebration of that imprint, for lack of a better word. But I think ultimately, ultimately, they're going to be thought of or treated of as these like uh, independent stories that are going to be in trade, and you know you're looking for a particular sort of thing dc is going to point them point them out and you know not going to have much crossover into the the regular dcu
0: which i I don't think is a bad thing necessarily Uh, i I, I I don't don't, i just think that like i am my brain is so trained on the way that comics like (laughs) i like the interconnected stuff right yeah. So my like brain is like 1994 DC. Uh, yes, exactly. Coming out of uh, zero no year, zero zero, hour, yeah, zero hour, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I just want that stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and so I, it is, it is hard for me to get too excited about these books that I know are never really going to become the thing I want them to be, which is to be these interconnected fun pieces of the DC universe. Um, yeah. But that's on me. I recognize that.
2: Um, I just wanted to say a couple more things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Uh, This so they never say this Mannheim character's first name. And I think it would be funny. Steve it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm Steve. Riller. Yeah, no, mm. I, it's probably it's probably Bruno Mannheim. Right. But I think it would be funny because wasn't there another there was like. Bruno Mannheim was the son of a different Mannheim, or maybe it was the other way around. And I can't remember that other Mannheim's name in Final Crisis.
1: Well, isn't isn't Bruno Mannheim like the main, the one who's like.
2: Yeah, but yes, but there's another Mannheim too,
1: right? Oh, he's the son of Moxie Mannheim.
2: Okay. I just think it would be funny if this was now this was bruno manheim's son so like there's always going to be a manheim but it's like a family thing getting passed down i um and then the other thing is the the bruno manheim intergang dark side stuff m- mixed with the city boy of it all makes me think of fifth world <laughs> yeah like this should be this this should be a break into fifth world now it won't be but
1: it should though
2: no, it, it should they should be doing it
0: uh what did you guys think about the uh the inclusion of dark side and intergang here i mean um, I, I know i know what we all think of it right because we're all big fans of that stuff but does it does it feel like it fits in here sure yeah. i think
1: it does yeah because i i kind of thought that like even before that reveal i was getting kind of like star lab vibes from some of the, I guess it was like specifically in the flashback when those goons run after um, Cameron, I think is his name. I don't think we've actually said his name so far. Um, they looked like guardians. Um, oh, like a
0: Look, Huh? Well, Cadmus action.
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Cadmus, not star labs. Um, It reminded me of cadmus which is all like bound up in um that kirby that like you know the original kirby fourth world stuff yeah um and and so now it turns out that they weren't it wasn't that those were goons for intergang but it, it all still kind of like ties together i i like it
0: yeah i think this is a very good comic i'm excited to see more
1: um, and it, I mean, like the fact that dark side is a part of it does make me hope that Hawk has something in store moving forward with this or other writers are going to work. Like this feels like the kind of thing that Mark Wade would want in on really hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. To do something with this kind of like he worked with Gene Luen Yang on the monkey print stuff.
0: Right. Right. Um, Yeah, And what's nice about about both this and spirit world is that you get the sense that there's a lot of opportunities for characters to come into this and to go out of this to this to have impact elsewhere. And like I said, when we're talking about the vigil, I don't know if my lack of enjoyment in that is partially because I don't see as many fun stories spinning out of that as I see spinning out of this. Because there's a lot of ideas, I think, that could happen from here pretty easily and wouldn't seem like a uh wouldn't seem like a stretch. I mean when you introduce dark side like in in the first issue, you pretty much can't get any wackier than that. Right? Like this is yeah. uh this is a great on entry point into all of the uh all of the fun DC stuff. But yeah. Uh Vinci, yeah. what comes out next week?
2: Next week being the thirtieth. Yes, correct. Okay. I think there's
0: only four books. Uh, yeah, Detective... it's a short, it's a short one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Detective Comics ten seventy two, the Power Girl special, the DC Pride twenty twenty three special, and the Suicide Squad Kill Arkham Asylum number one.
0: Uh, I bet listeners can guess which one of those we're uh, talking <laughs> about. <laughs> but we we we'll love we
2: do love our Suicide Squad.
0: We love it so much. Just never-ending suicide squad love. Uh let's uh let's tell folks that they can find us on the internet. Two-thirds of us are on Twitter. I'm at Brian an app. and I'm at the Woke of Z. If you need to find Vince, he is uh finding every reason to not play a Zelda game. <laughs> And that's it for us this week, folks. Uh, Go to patreon.com slash for more. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Old
1: old age goals, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Be on less than five medicines. (laughs)